Genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of Hot Fuzz, one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Menez. And today we're about to go off on Minute 5, which begins with the inspector describing the smashing position with the delightful cottage in lovely Sanford, and ends with the chief inspector pointing out that if Nicholas stayed, he would continue to be exceptional, which is making them all look bad. Uh, we got Nahi. We got Nahi. We got Nahi signs. Yeah, we got Nahi. Um, I think at this point, I think the the two things I probably knew him the most from, I mean, Love Actually, definitely. Sure. That'd probably be the biggest thing. Christmas is all around. Right. Um, and then the other two would be uh, uh, Underworld mm-hmm. um, or the Underworld series, although I think I only saw the first one. Sure. Uh, he appeared in <clears throat> no less than three. Wow. As Victor. Yeah. So, uh, King of the Vampires, right? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Underworld and then uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 2 and 3. Yes, of course. Yeah. Kind of his his major credits in the time between Shaun of the Dead and now uh, were uh, Davy Jones as uh, in the two Pirates of the Caribbean sequels. I think a great performance. I think a memorable villain. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a a secret fan of those two movies, those two sequels. Uh, God knows it gets worse. Uh, And yeah, he also... uh, Movie of the week, I guess. Uh, they played Slardy Barkfast in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. That's right. In 2005. I about that. And, uh, yeah. That was a weird casting. A little weird. Weird. Yeah. Sometimes he gets cast as characters from books that you're like, really, that's Bill Nye that's for that? You got Bill Interesting. Nye. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Like uh, uh, Scrim Grower from, <laughs> from uh, yeah, yeah. Harry Potter? Uh, 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 almost criminal waste of, uh, uh-huh. of Bill Nye in that. I, you know what? I'm just going to say it. They should have cast him as Gandalf from day one. Or not Gandalf, Dumbledore. <laughs> wrong, wrong franchise. <laughs> wrong franchise. Dumbledore. Dumbledore. No, no. Yeah, they uh, should have cast him as Dumbledore from day one. Great Dumbledore, because like, because because yeah, Dumbledore is secretly a dick, right? It's like, oh, sorry, Harry, I forgot to tell you about the potion that can kill you. You're know, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, oh no, you pull me. You know, you get over the car. You fucked me over again, but I can't be mad at you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, because yeah, then you wouldn't have had that awkward exchange um, between uh, uh, Harris and and Gambin. Sure. Um, which, you know. No one's both, fault. No, no one's fault. And they both did, you know, a good, good enough job. Great but, work. I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those guys that didn't have, I don't have a problem with either Dumbledore. Uh-huh. I think, I think Richard Harris is very well cast in the role of soft maternal, like paternal pillow wizard. Yeah, sure. Yeah, right. It's okay. But as Dumbledore gets more complicated as the movies go on, you know, Michael Gambon, Owns that role more and more. Sure. But yeah, absolutely. Bill Nye would have been a great Donald Dorch. I don't know. Like Rufus Scrimgrower is such a nothing role. Yeah, it was a throwaway role for yeah. sure. 
Yeah. And I love his scene in Deathly Hollows where he's like giving the friends like Dumbledore left you these gifts. From him. You know who would have been good in that role? Again, though, kind of a waste. But at the same time, it's like, well, who else would he be? Idris Elba would have been good. I think that's kind of who I was picturing when I was reading it was someone like that. Sure. Someone because like you, 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 you are supposed to You're like, oh, he's like he's like a lion man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you the, the, his, his purpose in the story is supposed to be like this is not Cornelius Fudge. Right, like we we elected. He's a he's a he's a alpha. He's a leader. Yeah, he's a command. Yeah, right. Because we're, we're not. He's not really portrayed like that positively. Mm-hmm. He's not like a great dude. Right, but like not fudge. Right. <laughs> I'm trying. To, uh, oh, who's who's the guy in Black Mirror who fucked the pig? Oh. Oh man, he what was, is he, that guy's he'd name? Be good. Roy Kinnear. Yeah, Roy Kinnear. Yep. Frankenstein's monster. In Penny Dreadful. Oh, right. Fantastic. Oh, man. He's good. Yeah, but he's always going to be the guy who fucked a pig. But. Yeah. He's always, he's uh, he's underrated. Very guy. underrated. Well, he, he's, 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 he's that kind of actor that is so good that you don't remember him. Right. Right. That's the, the dream of any actor. Yes. <laughs> to be so good yeah, you don't yeah, remember yeah. them. He, he could walk into my apartment and out right now. And I'd be like, what was that? Oh, yeah. Was it? Is that the guy who fucked a pig? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I didn't know this. Bill Nighy was in. Uh, oh, not. Never mind. He he's in a production of Phantom of the Opera, but not the Joel Schumacher Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a lot of interesting credits. I mean, and I don't, I don't want to look past the Hot Fuzz, but yeah, I do remember being very happy. This is. I mean, it's it, this is a great cameo. Oh, for sure. And yeah. you know, he didn't really want to do it, but they convinced him by being like, "You're the only person who can do yeah, this role." Because who? Because you know, you Coogan is a Coogan's a very big step too. Yeah, to go from Martin Freeman to Coogan. Yeah. I mean, Coogan's sort of the uh, no pun intended, but the alpha papa of uh, a British comedy at the time. But like, how do you get bigger than that? Who else but Coogan? I mean, who else but Nahi? Right. There's no one else that could do it. Um, and uh, it, it's awesome. He's so good in this scene that it's ridiculous. Oh yeah. I mean, we his greatest moment isn't in this minute, so we're not gonna right. spoil it. But yeah, I mean, like he he. I mean, yeah. I the way that he punctuates things by snapping his jaw shut. Yeah, just that like there's that like quarter kind inch of, that he has it open. A little lupine sort of yeah cunningness because he doesn't he doesn't open his mouth very wide naive yeah. like yeah. typically. Um, and so he just does the you're all making us look bad, us bad. and yeah. then just snaps his mouth shut. And you even get that in uh, credit to the t- digital artist, but you get you absolutely get that in Davy Jones. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. And he's and of course Philip, uh, long hair, following the trend of uh, of higher ups having kind of longer. I hair. don't know. He kind of has the same hair as he did as Philip. That's true. Actually, he actually, <laughs> it's great. He just looks like Philip. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, uh, very, very deliberately uh, establishing that this does not take place in the Shaun of the Dead universe. This is not the Viewers universe. These movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They don't. Yeah, they're not gonna go to a comic book store and talk to Brody. No, no, mm. no. God, I watched that movie a lot um, on Comedy Yeah, they're Central. not. Nobody's buying drugs from Ed later in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, can you? Uh, so, so this was around 2007, <laughs> where yeah. the Viewersk universe was somewhat in full swing. No, know? it was done. It was. It was. It was done definitely. But it, it was still like I remember being a kid and thinking like, yeah, you know, you know that it was so cool what like Judd Apatow was doing and what like Kevin Smith was doing with uh-huh. like, creating these sort of revolving doors of like having collaborators and making movies together. But what right. I find so interesting about the Cornetto trilogy is they are so uninterested in making any of it connect mm-hmm. or like, let's do something as different as possible each time out. Right. And not rest on our, and yeah, you're right. Like seeing 
Bill Nighy and, and and Simon Peck together is like, yeah, this is a different movie, different experience, not connected. Mm-hmm. I don't even think they were, were they even using the phrase Cornetto Trilogy yet when this, when this came out? No, no. Uh, maybe, maybe, or maybe that's, I think someone else coined that. I don't think they coined it. Sure. I think someone else did and then they just kind of rolled with it, but. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I know that they put Cornettos in this because they were hoping to get Cornettos at the after party or like at the, at mm-hmm. the premiere. And they did. And they did. Yeah. Mission accomplished. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think it's interesting too, uh, as far as the hierarchy here goes from Sergeant to inspector to chief inspector is that the tactic changes as well. Right. Yeah. Where the, the, you know, Sergeant Martin Freeman is mm-hmm. like, um, is, is just like, yeah, no, we're doing this. You're like, you're getting promoted good job welcome back but um we're we're sending you uh to a, a desk job in in sanford yeah. um in the country it'll be great and uh and you know good on you <laughs> um yeah 20 years or so well good on you uh, <laughs> uh, uh but but it's it's um and then, and then the next tactic is sort of like his tactic is just like this is happening. Coogan, uh, yeah, no, 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 Martin oh, Freeman's. Okay. It's just like this, this, this is what's happening. Um, you know, congratulations. And then Coogan is like trying to sell it to him. Right. Like, like he's well, like, it's a, great, it's a smashing position in a delightful cottage in a lovely place. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a it's a whole thing where he's like he's kind of trying to sell him on yeah, it. Yeah, he's sort of blowing smoke up his ass a little bit. Yeah, he's like, no, it's gonna be. It's a it's beautiful. Yeah, it's so love beautiful. It. Yeah. Um, Village of the Year, I don't even know how many times. Right. Again, setting th- things up? Yeah, for sure. Um, and then Chief Inspector uh, Bill Nighy mm-hmm. comes in, sits down. Kenneth, I think he's the only one that we learn his name. This is the most un-Bill Nighy name. Yeah. So Kenneth comes in, uh, sits down, and he go, and he just, he's real talk guy. Yeah. He's like, just like, let's cut to the chase. We're, You're making us all look bad. We're doing, the, we're doing this to fudge the numbers. Right. You messed up. Right. Yeah, cuz I mean the thing is it's like when a when one when one guy is that much ex- uh, that exceptional it it ruins the curve for everybody else. Right. It's like um it's sort of like uh uh you know when you hear about showrunners who don't have families. Right. And how it's just like, "Oh, well, this is my this is my family. Yeah. This 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 show is my family. This is this is my kids. Mm-hmm. I don't have kids to go home to. This show is my kid." So I will do whatever it takes to make it the best that it is, yeah. even if that means being in the office for 20 hours yeah. and working seven days a week. Like, it's just a trickle-down thing, mm-hmm. you know? And they're um, like, cool, but we have families. Right, yeah. And that's kind of what's going on here is it's like, yeah, he doesn't have anything else. So he could be as exceptional as he wants, you know, 400% better than everyone else. But everyone else has to keep up with him because he's ruining the curve. Yeah. He's making everyone look bad mm-hmm. as a result. And... You know, it's it's and as they put it, you know, you're it's 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 bad for the it's you know, it's bad for morale. It's bad for the team. Yeah. Or in other words, you need to take this position for the greater good. Yes. Already starting it up. Yep. That, already setting it up. Yeah. The the accept the needs of an exceptional individual uh, curb tailed to make to keep the uh, the status quo. Right. Of the world at large. The uh-huh. community at large. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, because he doesn't—he doesn't—he doesn't even—he doesn't even want to have his own place. He's totally cool with not moving out of the barracks that you phase out of when you complete training. Right? He's like, why? I yeah, I don't even—I don't, I don't need, need a place. I don't need a home. Yeah. my home is on the street. <laughs> I like to think it's my home is on the street. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't well, know. Well, yeah, a lot going on here. Yeah, absolutely. Bureaucracy, man. Bureaucracy. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, 
And I mean, it's also, I mean, you hear about stuff like this of like people getting promotions so that you can get rid of them. Mm-hmm. That happens all the time. Sure. Um, failing upward, failing I think upward. is what it's called. Yeah, failing upwards or like being overqualified. Right. Being a little too good at your job. Right. This this particular uh, instance, though, is uh, is not. Yeah, it's not feeling upward. This is everyone else is is uh, is like uh, you need to leave because you're. you're yeah. Yeah. You're succeed. He's succeeding downward. Yeah. Right. In, in his mind. Right. Because, yeah, like you're, you know, to the average, you know, nine out of ten cops would be like awesome. Move me yeah. some cushy just desk job. In, in freaking Sanford, I get to hang out with freaking Rafi Spall and Olivia Coleman all day. Sign me up. Yeah, and I'm going to get paid more. I'm going to get paid more. It's a promotion. That's yeah, great. Absolutely. But, but Nicholas Angel is not that, none of those nine cops. He is that 10th cop. Right. 777. Seven, seven. Right. Gang, gang. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to catch everyone else's numbers. I caught, uh, I don't even think it matters, but uh, I saw Sal Martin Freeman's. He, it, was like, it was like in the nines. Mm. I thought that was interesting. Nine, nine? Nine, nine. Uh,. <laughs> Yeah, so I think that's uh, I think that's all we really got in this minute. I mean, it's it's uh, it this whole sequence is so great. Sure, yeah, ter- terrific, terrific. Uh, you know, I, I I guess like watching this movie, I guess I kept thinking about like for the first time, like my dad, because mm-hmm. like I was already indoctrinated. Right. You know, I had seen Shaun of the Dead. I was in. I knew. But I remember these opening, you know, just the, oh, you know, oh, that's that. Well, it was going to say exactly what I'm saying. And then, like, just those really, just those jokes. Yeah. Were, were. Uh, how's the, hi, hi, uh, hi, Nicholas, how's the hand? And they both say, it's a bit stiff. Like, <laughs> yeah. in unison. Uh, it, 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 it's just old school writing. It's, it's, it's clever, but it's not like. Yeah, yeah, and it's a great mood setter. Yeah, for sure, and and it's interesting too because I think it's something that Edgar Wright likes to do is like start his movies sitting down. Yeah, yeah, you know, like you know, Shaun of the Dead. You know, you start Shaun of the Dead, and we're in, we're just in the pub, Mm -hmm. you know, meeting everybody slowly. Yeah, Um, and then uh, this. You know, we start out with yeah, we start out with that montage of information, Mm -hmm. that exposition. Uh, montage, but then we get this where yeah. they're just sort of sitting here. Scott Pilgrim, I mean, breakfast. It's really important. Breakfast. Everybody's sitting around. Uh, the world's end, sitting around a circle. Mm-hmm. Baby sitting in a car. Yeah, sitting in a car. Um, yeah, it, it seems like. I mean, with with um, with the baby driver in particular, I think I think that one uh, sort of changes it up because it is the beginning of like a big action sequence sure. that you're about to get that introduces the movie and really introduces the fact that like, oh yeah, this is the kind of movie you're gonna watch. Mm. Um, and I think that that's. The important distinction is like he starts his movie like this because he's like, this isn't about this is not a movie about the action. This is a movie about these characters. Yes. About this character. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you fall in love with this scene, you're going to go apeshit for the movie. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We're already in during like scenes of cutting because there is already an energy to this that isn't in your 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 typical comedy right your you know typical action comedy just like the 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 kinetic energy of snapping back and forth between like coogan freeman slide over to like kenneth yeah you know back to the yeah there's such a rhythm to it already with these dialogues yeah it it gets the audience hooked yeah for sure um and and it also i think it's there's an aspect of like i think um edgar and and simon because he's like co-writing this but i i think it's uh there's a there's a um Sort of an aspect of like, you know, wait for it. Yeah. You know, like, like wait for it. Cause mm-hmm. like you're, you're going to have a lot of buildup in this movie mm-hmm. and then we're going to get a crazy action sequence at the end of it. Yes. But like, wait for it, mm-hmm. you know? 
Um, and I just, I think that's, uh, I think that's really good. Like that, that, you know, taking a breath and really yeah. getting to know this guy, you know, and cause with, it makes everything matter later. Yeah. More. And with that in mind, I think him getting stabbed in the hand by father Christmas ends up being useful because it is an early burst of violence mm-hmm. to just show you like, this is going to be a very violent movie. Yeah, sure. Even though it is, it is, it, but it is played for laughs, of course. But right. Because right. like, cause I don't know what, because what would be, if it wasn't for the stabbing of the, the hand, what would be the first act of violence in the movie? Would it be like, like the, the, the first murder? Yeah. It's either the first murder or the, the shoplifter, right? The shoplifter. Yeah. Yeah. I forget which comes first. Mm-hmm. Um, the shoplifter. Yeah. Is it, is the first, the first murder is the decapitation or is it the house exploding? Decapitation. Decapitation. Eve Draper. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Um, Spoilers. yeah, that's coming later. Uh, all right. Well, that's our first week of, uh, of hot fuzz, week everybody one in the bag. Yeah. Um, we will be back next week with our first guests. Uh, in the meantime, if you haven't checked out our Patreon play- page, please do. It's duelinggenre.com slash support. Uh, we are doing the, uh, Scott Pilgrim minute yeah. on our Patreon page. It's exclusive to our Patreon page. We do that, uh, with, uh, Cassandra Fredrickson, uh, and, uh, Brian Green and Gary Roby. So um, go go check that out at uh, duelinggenre.com slash support. We only ask a dollar a month for that, and you get four episodes a month. We mm-hmm. do a minute a week, um, and we're already like 35-ish minutes into, yeah, the, into the movie. We're in the middle of Matthew like Patel right now. Right, right. So, um, you know. It's go, fun. Yeah, it's, it is it, fun. It's going to be a really fun show. It's a little looser even than this. Yeah, it is. Um, so, you know, go check that out. Uh, just a dollar a month and you gain access to that. And you can just take the RSS feed and uh, and and the RSS like link and just drop it into your podcast app of choice and you'll subscribe to it. Uh, and uh, there you go. It's And then you'll get the new episodes in your podcast app like any other podcast episode. Um, but yeah, that's duelinggenre.com slash support. A uh, dollar a month for... Um, Scott Pilgrim minute and then uh, $3 a month for basically everything else. Uh, and then geek by night, which I'm sure we'll talk about in the future um, is uh, the bonus content for that is $5 a month. But yeah, so that's the tiers. As you can see, cheap as can be. Yeah. Very cheap. Very, very cheap. Um, so any support you can throw our way, we would appreciate it. And uh, we give you guys bonus content um, as a result of that appreciation. So that's duelinggenre.com slash support. And we'll be back on Monday with Minute 6 for The Greater Good. The Greater Good. Must be something inside.